experiences. The discipline of neuroscience today is materialist. That is, it assumes that the mind is quite simply the physical workings of the brain. To see what this means, consider a simple sentence. I made up my mind to buy a bike. One would not say, I made up my brain to buy a bike. By contrast, one might say, bike helmets prevent brain damage, but not, bike helmets prevent mind damage. But materialists think that the distinction you make between your mind as an immaterial entity and your brain as a bodily organ has no real basis. The mind is assumed to be a mere illusion generated by the workings of the brain. Some materialists even think you should not in fact use terminology that implies that your mind exists. In this book we intend to show you that your mind does exist, that it is not merely your brain. Your thoughts and feelings cannot be dismissed or explained away by firing synapses and physical phenomena alone. In a solely material world, willpower or mind over matter are illusions. There is no such thing as purpose or meaning. There is no room for God. Yet many people have experience of these things, and we present evidence that these experiences are real. In contrast, many materialists now argue that notions like meaning or purpose do not correspond to reality. They are merely adaptations for human survival. In other words, they have no existence beyond the evolution of circuits in our brain. As co-discoverer of the genetic code, Francis Crick writes in The Astonishing Hypothesis, our highly developed brains, after all, were not evolved under the pressure of discovering scientific truths, but only to enable us to be clever enough to survive and leave descendants. But are questions about our meaning or purpose merely survival mechanisms? If such an airy dismissal of the intellectual life of thousands of years sounds vaguely unconvincing, well, perhaps it should. Suppose, for example, a healthy man donates a kidney for free to a dying stranger. The materialist may look for an analogy among moles, rats, or chimpanzees as the best way to understand the donor's motives. He believes that the donor's mind can be completely explained by the hypothesis that his brain evolved slowly and painstakingly from the brains of creatures like these. Therefore, his mind is merely an illusion created by the workings of an overdeveloped brain, and his consciousness of his situation is actually irrelevant as an explanation of his actions. This book argues that the fact that the human brain evolves does not show that the human mind can be dismissed in this way. Rather, the human brain can enable a human mind, whereas the mole brain cannot, with my apologies to the mole species. The brain, however, is not the mind. It is an organ suitable for connecting a mind to the rest of the universe. By analogy, Olympic swimming events require an Olympic-class swimming pool, but the pool does not create the Olympic events. It makes them feasible at a given location. From the materialist perspective, our human mind's consciousness and free will are problems to be explained away. To see what this means, consider Harvard cognitive scientist Steven Pinker's comments on consciousness in a recent piece in Time magazine entitled The Mystery of Consciousness, January 19, 2007.
Addressing two key problems that scientists face, he writes, Although neither problem has been solved, neuroscientists agree on many features of both of them, and the feature they find least controversial is the one that many people outside the field find the most shocking. Francis Crick called it the astonishing hypothesis, the idea that our thoughts, sensations, joys, and aches consist entirely of physiological activity in the tissues of the brain. Consciousness does not reside in an ethereal soul that uses the brain like a PDA, personal digital assistant. Consciousness is the activity of the brain. Given that Pinker admits that neither problem concerning consciousness is either solved or anywhere close to being solved, how can he be so sure that consciousness is merely the activity of the brain, implying that there is no soul? One